This is episode 100 of The Matt Report, and in today's episode, we're talking about the end of 2014 and the beginning of 2015 and how we're going to make it a success for all of us. Let's get on with the show. This is The Matt Report, the voice of WordPress entrepreneurship. If you're running a WordPress freelance business selling themes, plugins, or client services, this is the place for you. Learn more at mattreport.com and subscribe at mattreport.com slash subscribe. And now, on to the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Matt Report. Thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate it, and I really appreciate that you've been with me for two years now, right? So this is episode number 100, two years into The Matt Report. I uh, thought about all kind, doing all kinds of things. We're going to talk about that, but uh, I decided to just make it a solo podcast, uh, just you and I, uh, talking about some of the things that happened in 2014, where we're setting up to be in 2015, see if we can all help each other get there and achieve our goals uh, that everyone's doing. And we're either joining gyms or <laughs> doing a daily blogging challenge. Uh, and speaking of a daily blogging challenge, there is one going on uh, for the Matt Report Pro members. If you want to learn more about that, that's mattreport.com slash join. And you can join a members-only uh, mastermind, private group, private forum of WordPress entrepreneurs just trying to build a WordPress business for as little as 300 bucks for the entire year. Uh, you can get access uh, to that and join us and help us uh, all communicate better, uh, figuring out where we are in our WordPress businesses. So what are we going to talk about today? Today, we're talking about sort of the things that have happened in 2014 uh, with the Matt Report, with my business, and trying to dissect that, some of the failures and how we're going to write the ship uh, in 2015. I'm going to talk about two blog posts that I put out recently in the last few weeks, if you haven't read them. We'll recap that today and some of the reactions and some of uh, the behind-the-scenes story of putting those out. Uh, then I'd like to pay a little bit of tribute to folks who have really helped uh, the Matt Report. And then one in particular, uh, Lisa Snyder, our executive producer, and how much she has put in and how much effort she's put in. And the story behind that is how do you find people to really help you with your, with your mission, with your cause? So we're going to talk about that today. But first, here's a message from our sponsor. So as a WordPress freelancer or consultant, you're always looking for new tools to get the job done and get the job done right. That's one of the most important parts, right? Uh, you don't want to put something together that's going to break or have bad code or bad support, right? So conductorplugin.com, it's the plugin that I've been working, my team and I have been working on for quite some time that we recently launched. And it's a content first layout builder or page builder or a way to take WordPress content and output it display it without having to use any code uh, and make it really easy for yourself and really easy for your client to control, right? So if you want to make a homepage with different blocks of blog posts or categories, you can do that with Conductor. You can do it without writing any lines of code. And oh, by the way, the widget is really powerful and really easy to use, right? So you can hand it over to your clients, uh, feel safe that they won't mess anything up or break a layout of a website, right? So check that out at conductorplugin.com. You can try it out. Uh, if you don't like it, you have a 30-day return policy. We'll try to help you work through whatever it is that you might be struggling with. Uh, but if you're not really sure if it's right for your project, drop us a line as well, conductorplugin.com slash contact. I'll try to answer your questions or email me, mattreportblog at gmail.com, and I'll try to get that uh, question answered for you. Again, that's conductorplugin.com. It's a content layout, content first uh, layout builder for WordPress. All right, so let's 
give a review of the Matt Report since 2014, and I hope you all uh, are still enjoying the Matt Report. At, uh, and of course you are, because uh, I get emails, tweets, and uh, obviously the views to the site are still up and to the right, and I really appreciate that. Uh, everyone's leaving, uh, folks who leave iTunes reviews, I really appreciate that. You can go to iTunes, just search for Matt Report. Give it the old five stars if, you, if you'd like. Uh, just scroll to the right, hit the five stars, or leave a message. Uh, you know, one of the things that... I've been, that's really been on my mind is there are, there are a lot of WordPress choices out there. And I talk to a lot of my guests about this, especially guests who are coming from the outside of WordPress. Um, like a Pat Flynn, uh, for instance, we talked about it and, you know, he didn't even know WordCamps existed. He didn't know that there's, you know, maybe a dozen, uh, or so WordPress podcasts. And it's such a hyper focused market. There's only a few of us that really care as much as we do about WordPress. Um, and the inner workings of the WordPress economy, the uh, politics of WordPress. There's only a handful of us that really care about that uh, compared to the outside general business world. The people who want to use this as a tool to publish content or sell products online, that kind of thing, build a membership site, right? So one of the things that I really want to do going into uh, 2015 is really set some kind of uh, overarching lesson uh, or storyline for different segments of the show, right? So one of the things I think I'm going to move into, um, into 2015, is start with uh, a collection of, of podcasts that are um, hyper-focused on a particular topic. So when you're tuning into the Matt Report, it's going to be about some particular lesson for the next three or four podcasts, right? Um, coincidentally, I already have a couple um, episodes already recorded. One of them will be with Andrew Udarian, who runs an awesome podcast called E-Commerce Fuel, where he's talking just about running e-commerce sites. And maybe 0.1% of his shows are actually bringing up the word WordPress. <laughs> um, so I brought him on to kind of talk about that, talk about why he didn't pick WordPress, what he, how he looks at WordPress, um, especially in the e-commerce space. Now, we all know that WooCommerce recently just had their first conference, right? So e-commerce and, and Woo, I mean, they're really starting to blow up. And I think 2015 is only going to uh, fortify that and, and continue to see increase in e-commerce and the interest of that. But in the world of Shopify, Magento, uh, all these different larger, with air quotes up in the air, larger e-commerce platforms out there, people are bypassing WordPress, as big as we know it is, uh, and WooCommerce is, uh, still the outside world does not look at it as a viable solution for their particular needs, right? Why is that? Uh, so we're going to uncover that probably in episode 101 when I when I publish that uh, in the coming weeks. Definitely check that out. It's a great, great episode. So in 2014, we saw lots and lots of WordPress podcasts come up. WordPress Hangouts, right? There's lots of content being spread uh, amongst the WordPress community. When I sent out an email, I asked folks, should I continue uh, down this road of, of just WordPress or do you want me to bring in uh, the outsider's perspective? And I feel like I've done a decent job of that, uh, but maybe not. So uh, 2015, I'm going to start to bring in folks from around uh, you know, the WordPress or outside of the WordPress community, and, uh, but, but maybe using WordPress as a tool and certainly bringing in people who have, you know, no interest, uh, no particular interest in WordPress, but can teach us uh, some some interesting lessons on being an entrepreneur, running a business, especially running a digital business um, in that regard. So 
that's what's gonna that's gonna be the the, the major change of Matt Report moving forward. And I hope you all uh, enjoy it and stick with stick with us through the ride. And as always, just drop us a line, uh, mattreportblog at gmail.com if you have any insights to that. All right, so now we're gonna move to talking about the specific failures uh, of my 2014 and sort of some of the things I'm going to do to write the ship going into 2015. Hopefully uh, the stuff works for for some of you. And the first one uh, I want to talk about was the amount of time um, that I spent building, trying to build partnership deals for Conductor Plugin. And uh, I actually recently made a blog post about this yesterday at the time of this recording um, called uh, The Precursor to Greatness. And it sort of talks about how at the year end of of, of the year, right? We're starting to read all of these business reviews and reviews from folks that are in the industry saying, you know, I'm seeing growth, um, you know, 200, 300%. Our annual revenue is up or our monthly revenue is up. And I think this is great. This is great motivational stuff. It certainly motivates me. Uh, but I do remember back in the very early days, especially when we launched our theme business, where there was very, very little growth, right? And, you know, we persevered, we've stuck through it. What I don't mention in the article is our theme businesses has um, quadrupled in revenue, which is great. And it's going to continue to go up as we move forward. Um, but I compare the fact that for the launch of Conductor, uh, we only did, we launched Conductor four months ago, it did 9,000 in revenue. My article talks about Pippin Williamson and James Laws, two friends of mine that run their own separate plug-in shops, combined their revenue came together of just north of a million bucks, right? So when you see a million dollars in revenue and then you look at your own product and you're like 9,000, right? <laughs> it sets you back a little bit mentally and emotionally. Uh, and that's what that article um, was referring to. Now, uh, I know, um, you know, specifically looking at the launch of that product that I spent too much time trying to go after partnership deals. I thought to myself, well, look, um, why, uh, why bother trying to do like either direct sales or content marketing or heavy content marketing when I can go for a partnership deal with a, uh, a well-known theme author or theme company and let's see if they'll bundle in conductor and, you know, ship it to ship it with their products or offer it to their customers and that kind of thing. So I spent a lot of time, um, negotiating, um, potential partnerships and, you know, maybe one or two. So I, I maybe talked to 30, 40 people or businesses and maybe one or two of them uh, were ultimately interested. Um, you know, not, it's, that's a, not a surprising number to me, uh, you know, percentage wise in, in terms of like sales and conversions and things like that. But it was actually a surprise to me for, you know, when I, when I looked at the landscape and I said, yeah, I think, I think other WordPress businesses will be more open to this idea of partnerships, right? Why would a, a designer, a theme designer want to code the kind of function that Conductor has in it? Why would they want to add this stuff to their themes? This is a great value add for them, right? Not only does it save them time, but it gives them more options for their, for their clients using their themes. Um, but, you know, not to turn this into a, a partnership podcast, but, you know, I think some of the things that I've taken away from that is a lot of folks look at it, looked at it and say, okay, well, I know you, Matt, I understand it. Um, but I, one, I don't have the time to consume this and understand how this is going to affect my business um, because I'm busy doing like freelance stuff and, and theme sales is really just, you know, some accessory, some accessorized revenue for me. It's a secondary stream of revenue. I'm not really focused on this. The bigger businesses were like, well, I, I've got a support issue with that. 
like what's going to happen when we launch this to our clients and who's going to support it. You know, and those are the terms that we would have to work out as as partners and, and branding our technology into theirs and, and all that kind of thing. So um, definitely some uh, differences there. And, and, I, and I did spend a lot of time with that. Now, moving into 2015, how I'm going to correct that is I'm going to spend more time doing the content marketing that uh, we had started and really focusing on that and educating the people and the right people about what Conductor is, what it does, that kind of thing. Um, different use cases, different scenarios, different tutorials. Um, and I'll probably launch some kind of training course. And I get this from my good buddy, James Dahlman, is he wants a course that says, as a freelancer, as a service provider, what, how can Conductor help my business? Or in other words, how can I make more money with Conductor? <laughs> how does it make, how does it impact my bottom line? If I want to invest, if I'm going to invest 200 bucks to buy a professional license of Conductor, can I take that 200 bucks and turn it into a thousand? My answer is, of course you can. Um, and I just need to, to teach people how to do that um, and how we use it in our own agency business. So uh, that's number one. That's that's one big failure was the amount of time of, of, of not focusing on the right stuff with Conductor. Um, I'm very happy with the 9,000 in revenue that we did for in such a short amount of time because that was only three, four months. What's going to happen as the product matures and as we scale through at the end of 2015, hopefully it's 100,000, right? Um, and that's sort of the goal with Conductor. Can we get Conductor uh, to 100,000 to, uh, to supplement not only the business, uh, overall business revenue, uh, but with our theme sales, um, our existing theme sales, can we combine this and really uh, turn uh, our digital product sales uh, up a notch uh, for 2015 going into 2016? Uh, so that's the, that's the first one. Coming into a, a close second uh, of um, a major failure of 2014 was the time that I dedicated to the review process. And uh, a few years back, I really became you know, an avid follower and practitioner, uh, practitioner of the getting things done method, GTD, right? And for those of you who have never read the book, I, I certainly recommend it sort of one of those, you know, cornerstone pieces to a lot of, you know, new age entrepreneurs, even though the book came out a while ago. But, you know, the idea is you collect everything, right? All of these ideas that pop into your head, any kind, you know, any kind of small project, big project, anything, you write everything down, you get it into one big to-do list or file. And then it's really about the most important part of all of this stuff is the review process, right? Because it's going to, what what it teaches you to do, number one is capture everything so it's not stuck floating around in your head like, oh yeah, I ha you know, I have to review that bug that was in our code or I need to get back to that client about their design project or I have to pay my water bill, something like that. Because that stuff just floats around and it just causes chaos, right, in your brain. Uh, so you write everything down so you're clear of it and you always know that I will not forget anything. It's written down. And then what happens is you have to have this review process. You have to sit down on a weekly or daily basis. For me, it's weekly. You have to sit down and give yourself some time to go through that list and move it into its respective buckets, right? So if it's something for the agency, you move it into the agency. It's something for the themes, move it into themes. Conductor, move it to conductor, that kind of thing. And that's how I sort of organize, you know, personal and, and clients and things like that. So uh, the review process was something that I totally fell off the wagon with. I, I, I rarely even did it, right? You know, I, I would I would sit down in the morning and kind of do it, but I never really said, you know, on Sundays at 10 a.m., this is my review time or, you know, whatever, Monday mornings or whatever it is. I don't like doing it on Monday mornings. I actually more like doing it on a weekend kind of thing because I'm not in the office and it's gives me some separation from that, right? So it's very important that you give yourself some review time to really understand 
uh, what it is you what it is you're tackling and and what those next steps are. If you're just doing it, living in that happy chaos of things, um, you know things are going to get a little crazy. And a lot of us live that way, and it works, right? It just works. As entrepreneurs, there's no other way to do it, right? There's, that's just the way it is, um, and I'm totally cool with that. Um, I like to play into my weaknesses instead of always trying to fix them. Like a lot of people are like, oh boy, I just can't get myself organized. And I've tried 300 to do apps and I, you know, I've talked to this person and I've, I've watched this video and I listened to this podcast about productivity. It's all fine and great. Um, but if you find yourself just not doing it year after year, why, why are you wasting that energy? Just realize that you're not going to keep yourself organized. Hire somebody to keep you organized if that's what you have to do. Um, or just realize that, look, I tell yourself you can't do five projects at once because you're not going to keep it organized. So limit yourself somewhere else and say, I'm not going to take on five projects at once. Um, so I'm a little bit of that as well, you know, trying to keep everything going with the podcast and the agency and the product stuff um, and life. That's, um, you know, it's something that I do well at and I can do it without getting totally freaked out. At one point, at some point, some, one of those things suffers. So definitely getting the review process down and figuring out what the next actionable step is, um, is what, uh, is what I'm going to be focused on. And, I, and I'm really going to use that, you know, if you're wondering how are you going to do that, right? Sounds good. How are you going to do it? Well, I'm going to fall back on Evernote. I used to do it with Evernote all the time. Evernote was my go-to app. I dumped everything into Evernote. Um, and I'm going to do it again, right? I'm going to start putting all the articles instead of wasting time reading an article. I'm going to put it in Evernote and get back to it when I either do my review process or there's some downtime. All my ideas are going to dump right into Evernote and I'm going to organize and tag that stuff um, and just move it around and make Evernote, you know, my everything. Uh, once again, I still use Wonderlist as an app to keep myself organized uh, on a day-to-day -day basis for to-do lists and things like that. But I will move back to making Evernote um, the go-to place, especially for reviews and, and dumping all of that knowledge in there. And I hope, uh, I hope that helps you remember uh, that uh, the review process is super important and you can use Evernote to do that. All right. The next one here is making weekly moves. Um, I wrote a blog post. I'll, maybe I'll dig it up. Um, and this is a very common thing to do, right? It's just uh, making moves every, every week, making daily moves. Uh, I'm talking about sales. I'm talking about building um, business, uh, business development, finding more uh, more sales, uh, more potential leads, more potential clients. And, and this is all for the for the agency side, right? This is all the digital media side, uh, Slocum Studio. Um, that made that again, because of Conductor launching a product like Conductor, which is different from the themes that we have, uh, a new product, educating that, building documentation, building content, building these partnerships that I talked about took a, an immense amount of time, even though I have a team. Uh, I'm the one doing the, the marketing for, for Conductor side of the house. And ultimately, uh, that impacts the bottom line of business development for the agency, right? So every week, you know, moving forward in 2015, I have to make a move, right? I have to reach out and connect with a new potential lead. There's a lot of fluff, right, in the WordPress world. So if you're not if you're not in WordPress, if you're listening and you're just a digital marketer or a blogger, or, um, advertiser or something like that. There's all this stuff in the WordPress community that says, you know, there's there's jobs abound. There's plenty of work to go around. There are people fighting off work uh, with a stick. Now, I don't know what island those people are on. I don't know how they got there. Uh, actually, I do know some of them since I've interviewed them. But um, 
you know, I, I understand how that is. They're, they're deep rooted in the community. They've been there for 10 years and now, uh, the, the, the work is just, you know, coming in, uh, into them left and right. For folks who have only been around for five years, you know, like myself, I still have to seek out work. We still have to make those connections. And I, and I, I feel that some of, some of you have to as well. So going back to making weekly moves, right? And, and just chalking it up very basic and said, I, I reached out to somebody today. Uh, or this week, I made a, a potential connection with somebody. I called somebody. I emailed somebody. I ran into somebody. I asked an old an old client, "Hey, do you know anybody else that could use, um, you know, some web marketing uh, consulting or uh, somebody that might need an e-commerce store attached, you know, to their brick and mortar store that um, that they're not online yet?" Making those connections. Uh, what does that look like for me? Well, as many as some of you might know, I another product that we have is actually a printed. Uh, travel guide to our local area down here in southeastern Massachusetts. And so that puts us in an interesting position, right? So we know sort of traditional media, right? We know printed media. We know advertising because we sell adver- advertisement into this printed guide. It's not a very big uh, magazine, about 50,000 copies annually uh, that go out for uh, the southeastern area. So we understand that. We understand what it takes to kind of build, you know, a small publication like that. And we, of course, we have WordPress, right? We're a WordPress shop, design, development, customization, that kind of thing. So for publishers, right, for traditional publishers who are finally moving into saying, and there's, believe me, there's a lot of them, finally moving into saying, hey, this print thing is, is okay. I mean, it's not dying off like everyone is screaming and saying it is, but we also need to move into the digital channel. How do we do that? Well, we find ourselves to be a fairly good fit, uh, naturally, since we understand both sides uh, of the of the markets, right? So what I'll do is I will look for other, you know, regional or, you know, state to state magazine, newspaper, print shop, right? Somebody who's publishing that stuff that has yet to move to WordPress or I'll see them on some, um, you know, real primitive CRM, uh, CMS. And, you know, I will literally reach out and just send them an email. Hey, I'd love to chat, chat you guys up. We're in the digital, we're in the digital and traditional space, print space as well. Uh, happy to help. Um, you know, take a look at whatever your, you know, whatever needs you might have. If you want to move transition into this thing called WordPress that a lot of your either competitors or peers are moving into, I can be that guy for you because um, we understand both sides of the house. Cash flow issues because you, you know it's an off season for you and your advertisement has advertisement hasn't kicked in yet. Don't worry, I understand all about that stuff. It's what we deal with. Um, so that's what my typical outreach will be, and that's me making a move. Um, you know, literally knocking on the door uh, to somebody's business, be it virtually or really going into their business because somebody said, you should really go talk to those people. Um, and that's how I, I'm going to be making weekly moves. Um, and I hope that um, you can do the same thing and realize that you don't have to be overwhelmed by the sales process. Uh, it's only overwhelming when you don't do it, right? It's like the review process I just talked about. It, things only start collecting in your brain because you haven't written them down and you haven't Gave you, given yourself the time to review what that next step is. Um, you know, I, I need to contact the client about uh, his his mock-ups that we had done. Well, what, what is the next step? It's email them to set up a time, right? You're in your brain, you're thinking, I got to have the phone call, it's going to be 45 minutes, da, 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 and then you just don't do it. Well, if you just said the next step is to email them, you just email them, right? And you get that email check, emails off. Now it's up to the customer to say, here's the date I can meet. Right. So you don't, you can forget about that. You can move on to step number two. Um, so a little bit of a rant there, but that's, that's what I'll be doing, making those weekly moves, 
don't let the sales process overwhelm you. Um, if you're doing it uh, every week, move it to every day. If you, if you really want to get aggressive or every other day, move it to every week. You have 52 weeks. By the end of the year, you'll know you made 52 strong moves um, and you should see an impact on your bottom line. All right, those are my top three uh, failures of 2014 and, and sort of how I'm going to correct those into 2015. I hope that some of this stuff resonates with you and, I, and I'm sure it will. Uh, some of it got a little specific with like product sales or product development and that's okay if you're not doing product development. It's almost like creating a marketing uh, you know, uh, campaign if you're doing the same kind of research of who's your customer, what's your messaging, what's your pricing. Hopefully that sort of uh, lends a hand uh, into thinking about you know, not wasting too much time on things that aren't going to really give you the, the, the bottom line impact that you're looking for. The other thing I mentioned uh, earlier on was I, I want to start branching out and just broadening the scope of the Matt Report uh, podcast and hopefully defining a, a clearer uh, value for you listening and spending the time with us, which includes finding new people and, and, and new lessons that they can be teaching us, not just, you know, who are you and what do you do in the world of WordPress and, oh my God, it's such a fun time, um, but really impact us uh, and, and just provide real value for the, for the time 